Welcome back to the Waiting Well podcast. In this episode, we are going to dive into the question of how we know we are avoiding God's plan or God's calling in the next step of our trying to conceive journey. I think it's very common, and I actually see this a lot in people and how they show up on social media sharing their fertility journeys. But I frequently see people just kind of plowing ahead, bulldozing past what God's plan is for their life and not really consulting him, not really seeking him as the wonderful counselor that he is, which the whole Christmas season gets to remind us of, which we'll dive into it on another episode. But basically, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about like how to slow down enough to actually know what God's will is and how to know if you're avoiding that plan for your life. And that plan for your life really could be synonymous with basically like the next step in your TTC journey. So maybe there's something you're avoiding or maybe you're choosing to move ahead of God and he actually asked you to stop or pause or even switch directions. Let's dive into that today. Let's see what scripture has to say for us. Hey friends, welcome to the Waiting Well podcast. I am your host, Courtney Dunker, and you are here because your journey to motherhood has not looked the way that you always imagined. It has held heartbreak, loneliness, and questions like, why me, God? I'm here to remind you that you do not have to walk this road alone. And here, we can wait well together. Each week, I will share faith-based encouragement from my own infertility journey, provide information from guest experts on navigating infertility and conceiving, powerful testimonies, and top tips on stewarding your health and emotional well-being through this demanding journey. So if you are ready to take back control of your life, find peace with God, join the in-between spaces, and thrive in your waiting season, then meet me at the well, girl. Grab that warm chocolate chip cookie, a little bit of unicorn juice or iced coffee. We've got some intentional growth to do. Let's get it. Okay, so I really want to dive into the story of Jonah. If you have never heard this story before, it is in the book of Jonah in the Old Testament. And I'm going to go over a few key points, but basically you can read it by obviously looking up the book, you know, Jonah in the Old Testament. He was a prophet of Israel during the reign of King Jeroboam II, and his command was from God. God had instructed Jonah to go to Nineveh and deliver a message of judgment for the city's wickedness. Now, you can imagine like you're basically being a bearer of bad news and how that would not feel very comfortable. And you're maybe questioning like the Lord on that call because possibly your life could be at stake, right? And so nobody can even blame Jonah for his reluctance, but he does have reluctance. He actually tries to kind of run away from God's calling here, and he tries to flee to this city called Tarshish. I hope I'm saying that right, but it's the opposite direction, basically. And he was just afraid, and he was reluctant to go tell this wicked city to repent and receive mercy. And so then he gets on this boat and on this boat, there's like a huge storm that happens and they're trying to figure out like why a storm is happening and they're realizing, the sailors are realizing on this ship that it's because of Jonah's disobedience, that the storm is a direct cause and effect from Jonah running away from God, from God trying to get Jonah's attention. And he admits to the people on the boat that he is actually running away from him and He's being told, (laughs) they're being told to throw him into the sea to calm the storm. 
Could you imagine? Like, I would just be like, okay, Lord, I know I'm sorry, but is there another way than me, like, actually going into the this crazy, like, wave that's happening out in the sea in this middle of this storm? Like, ugh, talk about fear. So at this point, Jonah gets thrown into the sea, and then he gets swallowed by a what is called a large fish traditionally, but actually a whale. And he is in the belly of this whale for three days and three nights. I know that this story sounds kind of crazy. It sounds like fake, but it's in the Old Testament. It is in scripture. And I believe that God has a message for us, especially going through our trying to conceive journeys with Jonah's story. And so inside the fish, Jonah starts praying to God. He's acknowledging his disobedience, expressing his gratitude for God's mercy, and promises to fulfill his vow to go to Nineveh as God had called him to originally. The whale spits Jonah up on dry land. And God reissues the command for Jonah to again go to Nineveh and deliver this message. At this time, Jonah chooses to obey. And his obedience actually leads to a surprise where when he gets to Nineveh and delivers this message, the people of Nineveh actually repent from their evil ways. And they cause God to relent from the disaster that he had planned for that city. They genuinely repented. And that was the blessing. That was the response, or I guess the fruit of Jonah's obedience. Like one could not happen without the other. And we see God's compassion through this story and his willingness to show mercy, even when it's undeserved. So I want to dive into this story. And you might be thinking, like, how does this relate to trying to conceive? Promise you there is a connection. But basically, I really see so often that people just get caught up in the next step cycle of fertility. And what I mean by that is that we start to look at everything from a medical lens. It's like, okay, I'm not conceiving. It's been a year. Let's schedule an appointment with the doctor. Okay, I go to the doctor. They do, you know, the first line of defense and they do a Medicaid cycle that's not working. Okay, I'm referred out to a specialist. And it's like there's just these steps and these hoops that we start going through and down this path because all we can be consumed in thinking about is how desperate we are to become parents and how we believe the timing is now. So we're just kind of, for lack of a better word, is just bulldozing past stopping to think like, is this God's timing? Is this God's plan? Is this God's will for starting our family? And we just kind of move through the motions letting the medical system basically dictate what our next steps are. And I know that this is not the case for everybody, but I do see this frequently where people are just like, okay, we can't get pregnant. Okay, IUI. Okay, we can't get pregnant with IUI. Okay, IVF. And it's like every step of the way, we need to be going to the Lord for counsel and asking what his plan is. Because I truly feel like if we are going down this path of infertility, There are so many reasons why we could be experiencing it, like unlimited. You could get yourself sick trying to figure out what the problem is and fix that problem. And I really feel like the Lord uses it, even though I don't believe he has purposed it for us to experience. I I believe that he wanted us to live without this originally, without the impact of sin. But I do believe he uses this in our lives to radically transform us and to his likeness. And to truly build a healthy, 
holy relationship with him. At the end of the day, his whole focus is intimacy with him and making his name known among the nations. So for us, I think as we navigate, you know, the trying to conceive journey, I want to challenge you and your husband or you and your wife, whoever's listening to this, I want to challenge you to ask yourself, am I genuinely seeking the Lord in what his plan is for our conceiving and family story? Or am I trying to skip ahead, bulldoze past, kind of just go through the motions until we get what we want, which is a baby, and you're not taking the pause after each appointment to really seek God's counsel in what he would have for your journey. Because it is not black and white. And you could argue that like, oh, IVF is totally acceptable and good to do because the scripture is not black and white about certain things. Okay, yes, I do believe that. However, I don't believe that every single couple is called to go through IVF. I don't believe that just because you're going through infertility, you should go through IVF. I believe that God has something different for each individual couple, and it is our responsibility, just like anything else, it is our responsibility to seek him as the wonderful counselor that he is, to ask what his plan is for us, and then to obey that plan, even if we don't like the timing of it, or we don't like the rules of it, or we don't like the plan of it. And that's why I wanted to start with the story of Jonah. Because I think it's like, first of all, when I was reviewing it before speaking on it right now, there was so much about his story that I was like, I did not know that. Or like, I just focused on the whale or whatever, like the chaos of the story. I didn't realize that he was actually delivering a message of judgment. I didn't realize that God had stopped himself from disaster that he had planned for that city because of their repentance. I didn't put some of those pieces together. And so it's just really powerful. And I want to dive into it a little bit more and write out some clear, specific ways that we can take to our personal spiritual journey and, and trying to conceive journey and ask ourselves, according to like this, like lineup, I guess, like basically take this as like a, a curriculum and be like, okay, am I actually pausing and stopping? And am I avoiding God's plan for my life? Am I being Jonah? in my trying to conceive journey? Am I running away in the opposite direction that he's asking me to go? And that direction could be he's asking you to put a pin in IVF and not move forward. And you're running away and you're like, nope, IVF starts on this date. I've got my meds ordered, blah, blah, blah. Like the bulldozing is happening. (laughs) Or it could be as simple as God has asked you to just stop trying. He's asked you to surrender that. And there were seasons on my journey where he asked me of that. And he said, stop trying. You've got to stop focusing on this for a couple of months until I tell you again. And I had to respond in obedience to that, even though I didn't like that. Because anytime I wasn't trying was delaying our path to parenthood, obviously. IVF, same situation happened. God closed doors. And I didn't want to accept it, but I did. I chose to obey him and say, okay, your plan, it's always your plan. I choose your plan over any of mine. And we put a pause in it for a full year before we had the green light to move ahead again or move ahead at all. 
So here is how we can know and identify that we are actually being a Jonah and we are reluctant to God's plan for our life. So here are some signs. Number one, there is conviction. You feel a clear conviction that you are doing something or it's like a guilt about certain choices or actions that are not aligned with God's plan for your life. I feel like conviction is one of the strongest fruits of the spirit that God put in my heart because I feel guilty about the smallest thing. It's like (laughs) if I, you know, ate the last cookie and Josh didn't know, I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel guilty about that. (laughs) I've got to tell him. Um, I remember the first time that I said a bad word on accident when I was a kid, I like sprinted right away to my parents and I was like, I just said this word. I'm so sorry. And it was just like this. I don't know. I I really do believe like this righteous conviction that I've held that all of us actually do when we choose to follow Jesus. You're going to have that conviction in your heart. But if you are not spending time with God, you're not going to be able to hear that conviction because it comes across in his voice. And if you don't know his voice because you're not spending time getting familiar to that voice, then you actually won't know if you're being convicted of something or not because you're going to have chosen sin so much. And it doesn't always look like the sin that we think about. Like we think of the big stuff, right? Like addiction or cheating or whatever. And it's like, sometimes the sin is like white lies to yourself. Sometimes the sin, like in Jonah's case, is reluctance to obey God. Like the more that we choose sin, pride, selfishness, all those things, the more we're going to see how that conviction, that feeling of conviction is going to lessen even when we need to hear it the most. So if you're feeling a sense of conviction that a choice that you just made around your conceiving journey is not right, then you could be a Jonah right now and it's time to put a pause in things. Or another reflector could be an avoidance of accountability. You're finding yourself avoiding community, not seeking guidance from spiritual leaders in your life or isolating yourself from supportive relationships because you just feel like they're going to ask questions. And again, going back to that sense of conviction, you have conviction already and you don't need more conviction because you just want that plan, your plan. You want your plan to happen. That's a flag. You have a lack of peace. And obviously, this is very similar to the conviction component. But it's just like this inner sense of turmoil and anxiety and lack of peace about your choices. That can be a sign that you're not in alignment with God's plan. And how we know if it's like something that's like we're just supposed to take a step out of faith, because I think sometimes we can confuse that courage to step out in faith when he's calling us to do something as a lack of peace. Like, for example, in Jonah's story, guaranteed when he headed to Nineveh after choosing to finally obey, He was still afraid, okay? He didn't know what was waiting for him when he got there. He didn't know if he was about to get killed because he delivered this message of judgment from God. He had no clue what was ahead of him. His original fears for why he chose to avoid God's plan and run away are still relevant. They still exist. They still were probably what he felt. I think sometimes we do get confused between just that normal sense of human feeling when God has called us to something, we step into that versus an actual true lack of peace. 
And there's a difference there because you can be right in God's will and still be afraid. I'm sure Jonah felt afraid. I'm sure Moses, when he went to the Pharaoh to ask for his people, for God's people to be let go, 10 different plagues, 10 different conversations, guaranteed Moses was afraid. The key is that we are choosing to walk in obedience to God. So it's like, okay, do you have a sense of avoidance, of accountability, a feeling of conviction, and you're lacking peace? Kind of adding all the pieces together. Closed doors, that was a huge one for me. If you consistently encounter obstacles and closed doors in pursuing particular course of action, that could be a sign. For me, with our IVF journey, there were a couple of closed doors that happened right away. And I was like, yep, this, those closed doors gave me the lack of peace. The lack of peace gave me conviction. And when I had a sense of accountability to talk through and discuss these things with wise counsel, Josh and I both felt like we had to put a pin in the IVF journey and a pause on our trying to conceive steps. It wasn't easy, but we felt like with those things combined, it was clear what God was telling us. Frustration and restlessness. So when you have that persistent feeling of just being frustrated, you're restless, unfulfilled, you're not following the path that God has for you, because oftentimes God's plan can bring a sense of purpose and fulfillment or even just peace like we talked about just before. And then lack of spiritual growth. If you're in a a position of stagnation or decline or you're not really hearing God's voice, you're not seeing the fruit of the spirit in your life, that also can be an indicator of time to just reflect. Like, am I am I in God's will right now? Or am I making up my own rules and not seeking him in counsel? God has called himself wonderful counselor. When we think of therapy and we think of counseling, like we go to get a solution. We go to get answers. We go to get clarity. We go to get wisdom to a counselor. We have the ultimate counselor in our lives through Jesus Christ that we're going to celebrate here in a couple of days when it turns December. Obviously, I'm already celebrating. Christmas is up in the Dunker household. But the point is, is that we have a wonderful counselor just sitting there waiting for us to ask him for counsel, to come to him for wisdom and clarity. So these are some great indicators on whether or not you're being more of a Jonah in your trying to conceive journey and like you're avoiding what God is calling you to do. And I can't tell you what that is. And I do get messages like, hey, I'm in this particular situation or what would you do in this situation? It's like, I can't tell you because I truly believe that the Holy Spirit is going to lead each couple, but it's only going, he can only lead according to your surrender. I was surrendered to whatever God's plan. Like, I feel like there was a moment after our second IUI that I just so clearly remember. And I just broke down because it was unsuccessful. And I really felt like it was going to be successful. I mean, don't we all, right? We get our hopes up. And it wasn't. And I was like, there's just no hope. I felt so hopeless. And I feel like that was kind of my quote unquote rock bottom with this journey. A couple years in, and I was sitting, you know, in Angel Stadium at a Greg Laurie (laughs) Harvest Crusade (laughs) concert, listening to, um, I forget, Mercy Me, I think. And I think it's the song, Even If. And he was talking about how this song was written for his son's diagnosis. And he just got to a point where he's like, even if you never heal my son, like I still 
follow you. I still choose you. I still praise you, all the things. And I just got to that point on my knees where I was just sobbing there in the stadium with thousands of people around me worshiping God. I said, okay, God. Okay. Like, yes. Again, I'm reaffirming that my life is yours. And that means that my conceiving journey is yours. I surrender. I take away my plans. I give you my plans. I give you my timeline. I give you all my fears and doubts and insecurities and the pain that I feel when I think about, am I ever going to be a mom? Am I ever going to be a mom? Will this be our story forever? I let go. And that was a moment where I could then see the blessing of being in alignment with God's plan for our life. And from that moment forward, I can with 100% certainty say that we always sought God's counsel in every decision that we made moving forward. We didn't move ahead of God. We didn't take a step without Him. We didn't pause without Him. We didn't make the decisions. We asked Him what the decision was, and we allowed Him to lay out the path before us, to light each step as we had to take it, even if that meant, okay, stop, stop for a minute, wait, okay, move forward, here's the next step. And so how can we know that we are in God's alignment? Maybe you're sitting there and you're like, okay, but like, I don't necessarily feel like I'm in Jonah's situation. I don't know that I'm running away, but how can I know that what I'm doing, like maybe you don't really feel anything and you're like, how do I know that this is the right thing? I want to know it's the right thing. So here's a couple of thoughts. Obviously, like the Lord, you're not leaning on your own understanding. That's Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. You can tell in your conversations and in your decisions that you are not leading on your own understanding and you're acknowledging him and he's making your path straight. You have that peace. Philippians 4, 7, the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. When I told people I was doing IVF, and then all of a sudden I told them, ar, ar. <laughs> the first appointment didn't even happen. We are stopping dead stop. We're not going to pursue it. Like even telling the clinic, you know, after the appointment was missed and that was a closed door for me, having to tell them like we're not moving ahead, I'm sure it was so confusing to them. They're like, what? What do you mean? You don't want a baby anymore? But Philippians 4, 7, like it's a piece of God that it doesn't, it doesn't, exist with an understanding. It was just around me because I had made the decision to obey him in stopping. So it didn't matter if other people understood why all of a sudden I was pulling the plug on a decision I thought we had peace about. All that mattered is that I did have the peace that I pulled the plug. Prosperity and success, like obviously we have to be mindful of how we navigate that, but we can see that the Lord can make steps prosperous, even just when Jonah returned and the city of Nineveh truly repented, you can see that God changed his mind with the consequences of that disobedience and the whatever, like the disaster that he had planned, he chose not to put on the city of Nineveh. So you're going to see positive impacts and influence happen as a result of obeying the Lord. Protection. Psalm 91:11 for he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all of your ways. Oh, it's so good. Joy. I've told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. I think it's so funny because people look at me like I'm crazy when I say that I did have joy 
when I struggled to conceive. After I had that breaking point from that day forward, I felt like I had just a righteous joy about me that even though I didn't know what God's plan was, even though I didn't know or have any security that we were going to become parents, I felt confident that God's plan was going to bring the best result, whatever that was. And I had joy that was only of him coming from there. And strength. Isaiah 40, 31. If you're walking in God's plan, like you're going to feel his strength. Those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. And how often did I get that question over the years of sharing my journey through social media? People asking like, how are you doing it? Like, how are you so strong? How are you trusting God? X, Y, and Z. It's like, how? Because I'm following his plan for my life, even though it's not the answer I want, even though it's not the time that I want, I can still have so much strength to get through my periods, to get through the days where I have questions and doubts and frustrations. I have the Lord's strength that's renewing me day by day because I am right in the middle of his plan, walking in surrender of what he has for me and my husband. That's a different level of strength because it's not human made. It's not me just like pulling myself up by my bootstraps. It's me in surrender. So it's him working through me. Galatians 2.20, not I, but him through me. And that's what was happening when I made those decisions that were in alignment to the conviction that I felt, to accountability that I felt, to the frustration, restlessness, closed doors. Like I went where God led. And it was obvious when I sought him, when I spent time asking God, what about, what about this? Do you think we should move forward with this? What do you think? That is when I had the things that he promises for us. So I want to ask you, friend, I want to leave you with this question on today's episode. Are you in alignment with God's plan? Are you following him in surrender with each decision that you make in your trying to conceive journey? Or are you trying to manipulate your journey to get the answer, the timing, and the result that you want? Are you so convinced that you have to become a mom and your worth is so wrapped up in that that you cannot release that plan for your life and trust God? with what he might have for you. And that goes with the good and the bad. Like me choosing to trust God with our journey was me saying, okay, I open my hands, but you know what, Lord? I open it and I give it to you even if I never become a mom, even if I never conceive. And then it was also, even if you want me to conceive next month, it was both. I wasn't just choosing the terms on which I trusted God, the terms on which I followed his plan. I walked in that surrender consistently and I said, Lord, not my will, but your will be done. So as we head into the holiday season, obviously with Christmas around the corner, this is such a beautiful time to reflect on how God is your wonderful counselor. Are you seeking him or are you manifesting and trying to manipulate and control your journey so tightly because you cannot fathom a story without things going the way that you plan. And if that's the case, you're missing out on the blessing of God's plan. God's plan for the city of Nineveh was full repentance. God's plan for Jonah was to be able to experience and witness God's mercy and goodness through his story. 
God has something for you in this. But if you are not taking the time to seek his counsel, you're going to miss that blessing. And that blessing is more beautiful and more valuable than even becoming a mom. Because knowing your Savior, knowing your Creator on an intimate level in a way that He is your whole world is what sets you up to love and embrace and enjoy, thoroughly enjoy motherhood on a different level. I'm praying for you this holiday season. I am so glad that you chose to meet me at the well today. If this episode inspired you, changed you, or blessed you in some way, I would love for you to do one of two things. First, head to Apple Podcasts at that link below and leave a review. And second, screenshot this episode and share it in your stories, tagging me at Sewn With Strength or text it on over to a friend that this episode might bless. These are the number one ways to thank me. I am truly so grateful to be building out this community and I cannot wait to see you on the next episode. Until then, go get a workout done for me and I will see you right back here at the Waiting Well Podcast.